Bad guys, normal people, colors, opinions. Yep, freedom from oppression is in serious regression. It's Rhyme and Reason 456. Hey there, Tony here. How you doing today? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're up and positive because I got some negativity coming at you. I know, I know. Normally I come at you with the positivity, right? But this time I'm going to share a little negativity. Not to be a complete uh, Donny Downer, but, uh, you know, sometimes the bad guys win. And it's really about the goalposts being pushed back further and further. So it's no wonder that justice can't score anymore. You know, I'm using sports analogies here. And if you're up on human nature at all, you realize that the bad guys win because of one big thing. What is it? What is it? Say it with me. Yep, sin. And I know this is going to sound controversial, probably even to many, if not most, Christians. But bad guys win because bad guys sin. And not because God or the devil made them do it. Nope. They did it all on their own. They got only themselves to blame. And all this riot stuff going on lately, you notice how it's mostly at night, by the way. It's happening because humans are choosing to do it. Not because God predestined it or preordained it, you know, declared it and, and, and decreed it before the foundation of the world. No, it's because these people are choosing to do it. And I got to tell you, I'm amazed that I even have to make a point like that. It just seems like it would be a natural thought process, especially in the mind of a Christian believer, a process that says, hmm, God so loved the world, that's us, by the way, that he offered his son as a sacrifice for all those despicable things we do. So it makes sense that he wouldn't pre-program us to do all those despicable things. Because that would just be sadistic to his incarnate son. That, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my son be a sacrifice for all these terrible things that these humans are going to do. But they're going to do it because I declared it. I decreed it, you know? No, that just sounds silly on the surface. No, it's, it's bad guys win because bad guys choose to be bad and they sin. You know, you know in your heart. There are plenty of times in your life, maybe even in your everyday life, when dark thoughts come up in your mind. You know that happens. It's, it's not always, I'm not talking, when I say dark, I'm not talking about the deepest, darkest, you know, like in horror movies. It's just like a, a bad thought. And you also know in your heart that you could easily choose to go through with those ideas. You know, maybe if I could just run over that person. You know, you could choose. You could choose to run over that person, but you don't because you'd rather choose to be more like your creator would like you to be, right? And you know you wouldn't want to have bad things done to you. Am I right again? So don't do bad things to others, and can I get an amen? It's so cool how that works, right? It's funny. You know, if you look in the Bible, the principles for that are all through the Bible. It's interesting how choosing to live life God's way makes life so much better. Now, of course, it can also mean others might hate you. They might persecute you. 
but they can only do that for a little while. Because have you ever noticed the death rate in all of the world is still a one-to-one ratio? Nobody gets out of this world alive. Nobody. And I'm not talking about a trip to the moon. I'm talking about getting out of this world permanently. You don't do that in a living way. And all those who choose to ignore God and do horrible things to their fellow human beings will definitely pay for their stupid choices. And those are stupid choices because they're so temporary and your payment's going to be eternal. Now, maybe these people aren't going to pay for it right now, not in this lifetime. Maybe they'll get, they'll think that they're getting away with it. Maybe that, that'll happen. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who have murdered and no one ever found out about it. But they're not guiltless and they're not hidden from God. They will stand before the judge of all heaven and earth one day. So they won't get away with it forever. That's not going to happen. And when that time comes, there's not going to be any new designer sneakers or big screen TVs cool enough to plea bargain their way out of the punishment. So just think of it this way. Even through your darkest days and nights, when hardly anyone respects your rights, remember no injustice goes unseen. The Lord will one day choose to intervene. And with his love and justice, he'll bring peace with life to all who love him that won't cease. Then bad guys won't be busting down your door because there won't be any anymore. Now let me transition from bad guys into normal people. You remember those, right? Normal people. Quite a few years back, I remember hearing my father-in-law mention how he mowed the lawn for what he described as an old lady down the street. And he did it for free. Not as a part of a business or anything like that. He, he was already retired. No, he just did it to help her out because she didn't have any children or other family dropping in on her to help, and he noticed that. So my father-in-law just did what normal people, and I'll put air quotes around that because you can't see my fingers up in the air. Maybe you can, here they are. Hear that? They're on both sides of the microphone. (laughs) Anyway, that's what normal people used to do. Now, these days, normal people ain't cool no more, bro. And I know using the term bro isn't even cool anymore. I never really cared for it anyway. But anyway, people who just want to sit and visit, that used to be a term that we used uh, down in the South and Midwest. People just want to sit and visit with neighbors with, let's say, a glass of lemonade or tea, something like that. People who don't want to sit around telling dirty jokes while they watch the game. You know, people who don't have tattoos from head to toe. Yeah, those all used to be normal people. But that ain't cool now. And there's only one thing more important than being cool. No, wait, there's, there's nothing more important than being cool, right? Because coolness is the ticket to paradise. Am I right? Right? Coolness gets you in all the right places, seen with all the right peeps. So with all you're getting, get cool. And Nick's normal. Who wants that? Normal is so 20th century. It's so silver screen. And it's only for the boring bourgeois. Oops, bourgeois is probably 
to normal. I shouldn't say that. So I probably just revealed my numbskull normalcy, a.k.a. normality, uh, whatever you want to say, so be it. Give me the old norm over the so-called new norm any day, any week, any month, any year. Give me that old norm where people cared about each other. Does it make me your enemy if my norm doesn't match yours? Hey, norm. Probably. It probably does make me your enemy because people are so easily offended these days. And they're so quick to anger and so slow to wisdom. But guess what? That's not new. You might believe you're part of the cream of the cause du jour, but you're only doing what human beings have done for thousands of years. You know what that is? That's rebelling against God. People have been doing that long before you're even a twinkle in your father's eye. And I know the cool peeps aren't going to listen to some knucklehead from the old norm like me, but your rebellion against God I can tell you this, is not going to go well for you. So I urge you to spend a little less time on tattoos and tough talk and a lot more time working on wisdom. Hey, what was that? What was that? Oh, it looked like a tiny bee. No, 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 no. Hang on. No, wait. Nope. That was just my words going in one ear and out the other. Yep. Normal people used to smile and then say hi when they saw you on the sidewalk passing by. But nowadays, I guess that kind of stuff's not cool. If you do it, they'll all know that you're old school. So remember when you go somewhere today, there ain't nothing that you need to do or say to acknowledge anybody you might see. Just be cool, because it's all you need to be. Of course, you know, maybe it's just my opinion. You know, maybe that's just my opinion. Well, you know about opinions, right? They're mostly wrong, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, even your own. Yep, even your own. Because here's an eye-opener for lots of people. You're not infallible. That's a 50-cent word meaning, yeah, you mess up. And before you even think that I'm thinking that I am infallible, I'm not. I found out a long time ago how opinions are mostly wrong, and wrong knows no boundaries of gender, race, color, ethnicity, or religion. But I'm only talking about the human aspect. Since opinions are mostly wrong, it's a good idea to form one with, there's that darn word again, with wisdom. But that requires work. And the kind of work the vast majority of the people on our planet want to be as far away from as the East is from the West. That's far. So, what you end up with are opinions of all shapes and sizes and flavors. And those opinions oftentimes turn into debates. Mm -hmm. And debates turn into arguments. And arguments turn into pushing, pushing into shoving, shoving into kicking, kicking into killing. And before you know it, things start to get really serious. So what's a fallible human to do? Start over with a different opinion? No, I think that's just going to lead to another serpent devouring itself. Maybe the solution isn't found in opinions. 
Whoa, what a concept. Maybe it's found in truth. Oh, now he's just slamming us with it, honey. Well, what if there's a trustable truth? A truth so trustable, it deserves a capital T. And a capital T because it represents the very source of trustable truth with a capital T. Wouldn't that be cool? Well, what if I told you, like I'm telling you now, that trustable truth is real. That truth with the capital T. And I've got proof. No, proof doesn't actually rhyme with truth. No, they're close. That's what I would call an approximation, but it's not exact. Now, how would you like it if that trustable truth was real? Would you like that? You know what my experience has been with that idea? People don't generally like it. In fact, they hate it because it takes away their silly, what they think is their own human sovereignty. There's another 50-cent word meaning, yeah, your world's all about you, ain't it? And it replaces that with absolute sovereignty. And like the title to a, an old Kim Carnes song, that's where the trouble lies. So I'll just leave you with this on this idea of opinions. You can learn to trust the source of truth now, or you can see if, you know, maybe you're able to move past the extreme limitations of your dying self and selfishness and figure it all out by yourself. But I'm betting on the first choice because it's the only real choice. Yeah, but maybe that's just my opinion. And lately, you notice how a lot of the opinions have been about color, issues of color, black and white issues. And in this world, they're, they're not so black and white, those issues, are they? The main reason I say that is because I've never actually met an actual black man or woman, and I've never met an actual white woman or man. But you know what I have seen? I've seen lots of different shades of brown and tan and beige. Everybody, everybody is uh, in that chromatic scale, uh, basically, of the browns, the earth tones. You know, we're made out of earth. We're not made out of coal. We're not made out of um, snow. (laughs) None of that. Not a black and white thing, you know. We're made out of earth. I've never had a problem figuring out which color is right, by the way, because there's a lot of that issue coming out. You know, these people are wrong for doing this, and those people are right for, you know, standing up for that. And no. So really, what, it, what does it come down to? It comes down to which color is right then. If everybody's got an opinion and they're pretty strong about it, well, they're all wrong. And unless you're trying to pick a color for the trim in your house, uh, you know, the color thing is wrong. But human beings just tend to be that way. There aren't any good Colors, and that's one of those I put air quotes around good. And um, I want to share something that's an excerpt from something that I wrote five years ago. And you can just notice how it totally fits today's news. Here's what I said Sadly, many people who claim to be non judgmental when it comes to the color of a person's skin are some of the first to bring up skin color when a heinous crime has been committed. I'm sure you've heard over and over in the news how white cops are killing black people or how blacks are attacking whites and so on and so on. The point is, you're going to be non-judgmental when it, when it comes to skin color if you just report one human being committing a crime against another. 
Why would you even want to think of make it a racial issue? If someone murders someone else, I don't care what the skin colors were, other than to hunt down the perpetrator, of course. I care that a precious life was snuffed out at the hands of a murderer. That's it. Those are the criteria. Uh, you know, you need to know when there's someone who has committed a murder, let's say. You need to know if it was someone of this shade or that shade or if it was a man or a woman. You need to know those things because that gives the cops, uh, you know, detectives, it gives them more to go on. They know more of what they're looking for instead of just saying it was one of us human beings, you know. So you have to do that. And um, that's basically what I was writing five years ago that just is completely appropriate for right now. I mean, that shows you how we really don't change all that much. And, you know, it's just kind of going to be that way, basically, until, I don't know, let's say Jesus comes back, you know, makes things a little different. And then you're not going to get away with those kinds of things. Those issues are not going to come up and you have a leg to stand on saying it was, you know, they they were wrong because they were a certain color or he was right because it was another color. It's not going to be that anymore. And that's simply because Jesus is colorblind when it comes to justice and mercy. He doesn't care about that. He doesn't even care if you're a man or a woman, a Jew or a Gentile. That's not what he's looking at. He judges you from a heart perspective. So that's a good thing to change if you haven't already. I would look toward the eternal aspect of life instead of what's temporal here in your body. Okay, just a little side note there from the the pulpit, the digital pulpit here. And I'm going to finish up by talking about how all of this sort of leads to um, a regression from freedom of oppression. And I'll explain that. Let me ask you a question, though. What do China and Leavenworth Federal Penitentiary have in common? You've heard of Leavenworth, right? I actually used to drive around the countryside over there in Kansas around Leavenworth. I drove around the prison, I don't know, a few times. And I still have family members that live there, relatives. Anyway, what does that prison have in common with China? Um, well, you could say that most everybody in each place would like to get out. (laughs) That's probably still true about China, but Leavenworth, I'm not so sure. You know, the inmates might, uh, they might not feel that need for freedom from oppression in those prisons anymore because, uh, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of them who prefer the security of all their needs being met. Unfortunately, that's what prison has come to. You know, you get to be cool in the summer and warm in the winter and three square meals a day and cable TV and you get to shoot hoops and all that kind of stuff. So, hey, you know, what's not to love? So you don't get to go everywhere you want, but, you know, all your needs are met, dental, health, you name it. But uh, generally speaking, throughout the centuries, um, people wanted to be free from prison. So that's why I kind of did that analogy with China and Leavenworth. But let me just sort of cut to the chase and say that true lovers of liberty would gladly trade their peaceful existence, whether it's in prison or under tyrannical governments, they trade that for freedom. And America was founded on the principles of freedom and liberty. And um, 
you know, that's been around for a couple hundred years. Uh, freedom from religious oppression, tyrannical leaders, freedom to assemble, speak, and bear arms. And our freedoms are often tools for uh, would-be tyrannical leaders to use against us, oddly enough. It's ironic, but it's true. As a, a writer and a musician, I'm, I'm very thankful for the freedom I still have, at least for now, to express myself, like I am right now, as a matter of fact. And it's awesome to be able to compose and arrange and produce songs for my own pleasure and for businesses and for audiences. But I'm just like anybody else. I've taken my freedom for granted. And that's the enigma of freedom. It makes free people lackadaisical, you know, about why and how they're free. So they begin to assume and believe freedoms will never be taken away. But if history teaches us anything, and for most people it never does, it's that freedoms can be taken away and are. And they're being taken away from us right now, from under our very noses as they're buried in our digital devices. But maybe the oppressors just want to take a little. Yeah, that's how it works. Turn a blind eye to the jerks who want a piece of your life and of your peace and maybe a few of the perks. Well, that does it for this episode of Rhyme and Reason brought to you by TonyFunderberg.com, maker of fine books and merch, words and music, and rhymes and reasons. And remember, life has rhyme and reason because God made you. There's a rhyme and reason for your life.